Jason Walls is our Deputy Political Editor and with me now. Hello, Jason. Good afternoon, Andrew. So inflation, everyone was picking 7.1, came in at 7.3. Yeah, and I mean, I would note that 7.3% is the biggest um, annual increase in 32 years, so that's a big time, a long time there. But it didn't take long for politicians to start doing what they do best, and that is, of course, making this political. Now, let's start as it's only fair with the government's take on this. Grant Robertson says the numbers highlight the challenging environment we're in at the moment. That's a challenging global environment. And he notes that New Zealand is not alone and pointed to the fact that the US and the UK have had inflation rates of more like around 9% there. So basically saying, you know what, we're not alone in this. Others going through it as well. Now, the National Party were not so kind. Finance spokesperson Nicola Willis pointed out that domestic inflation is at the highest level seen since the measure began in the year 2000. Now, that's everything within New Zealand, so excluding fuel and all those sort of things that are coming into the country. And so that's things like food and shoes and movie tickets and those sort of things. They've all gone up in price, or many of them, up to about 66%, that is. Now, Willis blames the government spending. So what would she do different if she was the minister? Well, I asked her, and this is what she said. We would like to see a cap in the number of backroom uh, public servants and administrative functions. We think that the growth in those numbers has got out of control and we do not think uh, that that is sustainable in an economy that is suffering uh, with record high inflation. But what would the number be? Is it a number or a, a price tag or what's the, what's the cap? Well, we would like to see the government stop any additional funding for more backroom bureaucrats. Right, and just so I'm clear, could you describe to me what a backroom bureaucrat is? These are public servants that are involved in policy advice, administration, uh, human resource advice, communications advice. So National says that this would actually cut off millions and millions, if not billions of dollars from the government spending. Um, I don't think they've done any analytics around how this would would impact government performance. Um, Axe leader leader David Seymour says the Reserve Bank governor is the one that needs to face the music. The Reserve Bank governor should be held to specific targets with a specific time frame, like they were in the 1990s to fight inflation. Uh, None of this meet inflation in the medium term, if you can, maybe kind of palaver that Grant Robertson gives the Reserve Bank Governor. So basically, if he can't get inflation back down, he should be gone, according to Seymour. Okay, just just for everybody, uh, just to remind you, non-tradable inflation is the domestically driven component of inflation. Non-tradable inflation came in at 6.3%, 6.3, highest level since stats NZ series began year 2000. Tradable inflation which measures goods and services influenced by foreign markets, came in at 8.7% in the year to the June 2022 quarter. So it's a little bit of both. So just just some facts just to, to make everybody's day. Uh, Grant Robertson, though, of course, made the announcement of the cost of living changes with the fuel tax and the, and the uh, public transport yesterday at 4 o'clock in the afternoon on a Sunday when nobody works Saturday and Sundays, and he claims, oh, we just finished the paperwork. Yeah, well, I mean, you don't have to be a major cynic to start scratching your head at this one. You know, the day before this painful CPI figure was due to be be released, Robertson gets up on the podium and extends the 25 cent per litre petrol subsidy till January next year, as well as the half price public transport measure too. And he does it all at an unscheduled press conference in the Beehive, as you said, on Sunday afternoon. Now, although he has denied that this was actually last minute. I wouldn't call it a a hasty. We gave notice to the media in the morning on Sunday, as you would normally do for that. 
Um, we really wanted to make sure we got this out as soon as we'd signed off all of the appropriate paperwork. I did that uh, on Friday, and then this was the first occasion we could do it. So media didn't actually know that this was coming until late on Sunday morning, and we usually know about these sort of things a lot more in advance. And you heard him there. He said everything was signed off on Friday. So it could have been done on Friday, or it could have been on Saturday. But no, he waited till 4 p.m. on Sunday, the conveniently, when most people watch the TV bulletin news um, on the TVs that night. So, you know, uh, <laughs> call me cynical, but it does kind of look like he wanted to preempt these numbers. Now, we've got very little time, but Blue Blood, the inside story of the National Party in Crisis, by Andrea Vance has come out. It's in bookstores now. And the Deputy Prime Minister of the time, Winston Peters, uh, is not happy about it. Now, what did he say about Andrea's writing? Yeah, well, he was specifically not happy about the section of the book that said the Deputy Prime Ministership was offered to him in the 11th hour of negotiations to clench the deal to get him across the line. And he says, uh, well, he didn't say this in his press release, but I imagine this is the word that he would have been using, balderdash. I won't actually do my Winston impression because um, it's not <laughs> very true. good, but that would have been the word that he uses. He said it's simply not true. It was offered to him on day one of the negotiations, yeah. so go he, figure. He says trouble with publishing is that too many people with half a mind to write a book do so, like Andrea Vance, and he would like to nominate it for the New Zealand Book Awards in the fiction category. Jason, thank you.